What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Sport Universe podcast. It's me, Brian. I'm Drummond Nick. What's going on, guys? All right, so we actually have a good amount to talk about this week, so I guess we'll just go right into football. Oh, wait, no, we're doing trivia. Sorry. Yeah, we have. I have some trivia <laughs> questions for Nick. I completely forgot. Uh, all right, so these trivia questions are focused around the Hall of Fame. Um, so... I guess we'll just start with baseball. How many is about the numbers in the Hall of Fame? So how many MLB players have been elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame? 235. I'll do A, 235, B, 255, C, 240, and D, 239. That's actually a really difficult question, and I did not realize how. Um, That's a complete guess, I'm guessing. Oh. Um, so it's, so the answer to me is kind of obvious and it's, it's, it's a basically a flaw in Brian's question. And, you know, this has nothing to do with baseball, but guys, if you have questions like this where it's like, what, what is the correct number? If all the numbers are like perfectly a five, then it's probably not the answer. It'd probably be D239 because that was a more specific number. So that's what I'm probably going to go with. Oh, well, you're actually wrong. It's 200. Oh, wow. Okay. It's no, 235. Yeah, because like normally when you when you have questions and they usually like are perfect numbers and you have the one outlier that's like yeah, a really specific sense. number, uh-huh. a lot of the times it will be the answer. So if you guys are ever taking a test and that happens, definitely go with the one that's a specific number. I'm telling you, you'll be right more often than not. You know, <laughs> obviously not it doesn't apply here, but word of advice. <laughs> I outsmarted that system. All right, so the <laughs> next one will be the NBA. How many players have been elected into the NBA Hall of Fame? One hundred fifty-five, one hundred sixty-two. 175 or 178? So I'm going to go with 178 on this one. And again, because it's a number, but I think more so, so many people make it to the NBA Hall of Fame, so I probably have to go with the largest number there. 178 is right. Mm-hmm. Good job. All right, the last one, obviously football. How many people, this is people, not actually players, but how many people have been elected into the Football Hall of Fame? 330, 329, 335, or 346? This one's going to be 346 and go with D again. Yep, you're right. These trivia questions are getting harder and harder to make. Um, <laughs> so I guess we'll just go right into football then. Uh, sure. So obviously, uh, you know, sports has really picked up in terms of news. Uh, you know, it's getting really closer to the seasons and coronavirus is starting to fade out. I guess it's picked up in a few states. But overall, it's kind of fading out of our lives. So, you know, we're going back into football. Um, with that being said, uh, I just wanted to preface it this, which I've been saying every week, um, you know, with the Black Lives Matter movement being so uh, present in sports as, you know, the rest of the rest of the world, uh, country and the world for that matter. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of been intertwined with sports at this point, And, you know, me and Brian have decided, like, we're going to talk about it. Well, people, you guys asked. I've said this all before, but I guess in case we do have new listeners, I just want to preface the fact that, you know, we're going to share our opinions on certain matters. And they're just opinions. We respect everybody's opinion. And everyone has different opinions across the sport universe. Um, you know, we're very varied in terms of, who, who works for the sport universe and are the opinions and, and etc. where they come from, etc. etc. We're all pretty, I'd say we're pretty diverse. Um, so when we give our opinion on something, uh, we hope you respect it and we're going to respect yours as well. And I think, you know, all, all opinions are valid. So with that being said this week, uh, it has been announced the Washington Redskins are planning to review their name um, and possibly have a name change. Um, so, you know, the Redskins name, uh, the term Redskins has been somewhat controversial um, throughout, I'd say, history. Uh, originally, I did a little reading into this, and I don't really have an article up right now, so don't quote me on this. But I believe, um, I, I want to say, obviously not, not in recent history, I'm thinking more 1700s. I forget when the exact year was, but, you know, before, I would say 
pre-1900s, obviously. Um, again, don't quote me on, on the exact time frame, but I believe there was some sort of law in America. Again, don't know where it is. I just remember reading this excerpt, so hold on. Hold on here. Um, I re- there was this law that stated that if somebody brought in the dead body of a, a, a Native American, which they termed, they termed Redskins, so if you bring in the dead body of it, if you bring in Redskins, um, you'd, you'd get some sort of payment for it. Um, from from the excerpt that I had read the other day, so that's where the the term really gets its negative connotation, and where people find find it offensive. Um, and you know, in terms of changing their name, you know, me and Brian had had talked about this yesterday. Uh, you know, I think it's interesting in terms of the fact that um, you know I see I see people's argument in the, in the fact that it's offensive, and I'm not totally against changing it. I, I'd say that it might be a better term to change it. Um, Two. However, you know, I'm just, me personally, I see it as that, you know, are people really fans of the Washington Redskins because the term of Redskins, like, are they, is there really anybody in America that says I'm a Washington Redskins fan because I like the term Redskins and I like that it's offensive? Is it, is it perpetuating racism? Um, that, that is a question that I have, you know, that they don't have the answer for. Uh, sorry guys, we have some technical difficulties. I'm not really sure where I left off there, but I'll essentially say, saying, does the name or term Washington Redskins really offend anybody nowadays? Um, but more importantly, does it really perpetuate racism? Um, you know, I are people fans of the Washington Redskins because of the name Redskins? Are people fans that it's offensive to people? Um, you know, that's a question that I have. But I think more importantly, is it offensive to Native Americans as a whole? And from the Native, I, you know, I have a friend, I have a pretty decent friend that's Native American, and he's not offended by it. Um, with that being said, he's he's the type of person that really doesn't get offended by words mm-hmm. in general. So he may not be the best person to go off of. Um, and I also remember reading an article about this back in 2015. Um, there was a, there, there's a high school in I believe it's the Navajo Nation, uh, the Navajo I, forget, I, I don't know what you would call them na- nation, uh, part of the Native American. I'm not sure in culture. I, I'm not really sure what you would. Yeah, I guess tribe. Right, tribe would be the right answer word to term it. Uh, um, and in that tribe, again, not sure on the correct wording here. It says uh, bear with me. Navajo Nation. Um, Nation, yeah, I believe there's there's a high school that had named themselves the Washington Redskins for their sports teams, or not mm-hmm. the Washington the Redskins for their sports team. So obviously they didn't find it offensive enough to not use it. Um, so yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I think you know, I, again, as I've said in the past podcast, that I'm more about like not changing history because it's just for us to learn from. Um, and it's, it's for us to learn from, not be offended by or get rid of it because we don't like it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think Brian brought up a good, uh, a good, um, a good point when we were talking the other day. And it's, you know, they could be named anything. Why well, be something that could even be controversial? Mm-hmm. Which I, you know, it's definitely a good point. On his part, I'm sure I'll hand it over to him to speak his part in a second. Um, but at the same time, you know, I bring up the point with, you know, I, I understand why Redskins, but you know, we'll get into the Cleveland Indians in a second. Um, you know, I, I was under the impression it's like, uh, you know, what, at what point do we say what's offensive versus not? Um, and, and, you know, what, where do we draw the line in terms of what's offensive versus what, what not? And if we do draw that line, which I'm not saying there shouldn't be or there should be, uh, who's to draw that line? Who gets to say, you know, what, what people get to say this is offensive versus not? What people get to draw that line? Um, I just think it's an interesting argument. And, you know, ultimately... I'm, no, I'm not going to be upset by them changing the name. I just think it's a little bit over of a overreaction to what's happening right now to be able to ch- change everything. Um, but at the same time, the Redskins have been a pretty terrible franchise throughout their history. Um, as uh, Matthew Heiberger had wrote in his article, if you guys want to go read that little plug right there on our website, um, you know, 
the Redskins have a history of racism. They were the last team to integrate. And as a result, I think I said this in the past podcast, but they were the last team to integrate. And as a result, their team stunk because they didn't have the, the talents of, of black athletes. And the, the, the owner was so stubborn that he'd rather lose games than, than have equality on his in his franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, eliminating that pass is not a terrible idea. As well as, again, the Redskins have never been a really been a premier franchise in the NFL, so that maybe changed their name. Because I, I believe this all this has become a really big issue for them. Because in the past, the owner said he's not changing the name, has too much uh, history behind it. I believe the Washington Redskins want to, from what I read, uh, move closer to the D.C. area. And as a result, um, wherever they want to move to, I believe the the people of the government there, Congresswoman, I believe it's a Congresswoman or that's in charge of that area hmm. that, that uh, has. I guess ruling in that area says they have to change the name if they want to enter the area because of the offensiveness that, that comes with the term Redskin. Um, so, yeah, I think that's what's really forcing them, you know, as well in the combination with the Black Lives Matter movement in order to change their name. Um, should be interesting to see what, what they change. I'd imagine they will change. Again, not totally against it. I'm just I'm just hesitant in, in terms of changing it. Uh, you know, like... I, to make sure you do it, like make sure you change it for the right reasons. I guess would be the ultimate point that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, Brian. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, so, like Nick said, I'm more of the other side of actually changing the name and just getting rid of. Like it's obviously I know I did a project. I think it was in tenth grade about the name change for my tenth grade English class. I had to do like a debate topic, so I did that. And I remember reading that there was a study that they did where they found that most Native Americans don't find the name offensive. And even if that is true, I know there were a lot of flaws in the study. I'm not really sure exactly what they were because it was a while ago at this point. But there is still a portion of that population that is offended by the name. And it, the fact that the, that the Redskins have such a flawed history in their franchise it comes from a place in my opinion of racism and obviously there is history that goes along with the Washington Redskins but I still think that that history will always be there because it was such a because of where the name came from the name I don't think holds the history of the team and I think the racism of their past will always be there and getting farther away from that racist past that they had obviously i don't think they're racist anymore i think the name is still insensitive but getting farther away from that just further takes them to the right side of history and not the wrong side and uh, i had a point that i wanted to say oh yeah before i get any further the reason that all this really started was because i think nike and fedex had said I think it was mainly FedEx who owns the name rights to their stadium, which is FedEx Field, said something like they want the team in Washington to change their name. Was it that they were going to pull funding from it if they didn't change their name, or was it that they just want them to change it? I'd imagine that they were – that would that's that's what you weigh on the table as yeah. sponsor of FedEx. You say change the name to something that we can get more people behind so it's more uh, – society friendly per se mm-hmm. and we'll be fine but if not we're gonna have to pull funding and we're gonna we're gonna pull support from you which is it's, it's, you know it's a lot of money that fedex pays them yeah um, it's like a lot of money or exchange between yeah so i think it's a combination with the, obviously the sponsors that they have in company 
nation with I think if they're playing the move the the the, the Congress situ- the the government situation um, in combination with the Black Lives Matter movement that's really pushing the Redskins to want to change their name. Yeah. So basically, like my final stand on it, which I guess I'll get more into with the Cleveland Indians, is just like there has to be a name that they can come up with that's the least insensitive to the least amount of people, if that makes sense. Obviously, there's a lot of people now and nowadays that find little things offensive, but I think like the Redskins and also the Indians, which we'll talk about, is a little more on the side of insensitive, if that makes sense. And that's basically my stance. Like, just, I think, and I just recorded the TSU News Desk, which will come out tomorrow. I basically said that, in my opinion, it was somewhat laziness of the Redskins not wanting to change their name. Because there's a lot that goes into a name change. You have to change the merchandise. You have to change the jerseys. You have to change a lot for the franchise. And I think part of it was like, you know, I don't feel like changing it right now. And that's basically where I stand on the whole situation. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll get more into my side. I think Brian, even with the Cleveland Indians, made it's a really good point. Um, honestly, do you want to do the Cleveland Indians now since we're here? I guess so. Yeah, a little, little bit out of order. Okay, so the Cleveland Indians obviously had saw the Washington Redskins changing their name, and within within a few hours, they, they said they were looking to change their name as well. I um, have the statement from the Indians. Should I read that? You, you know, for me. Okay, yeah, Brian can read that. Yeah. Um. So, this is the statement from the Indians. We are committed to making a positive impact in our community and embrace our responsibility to advance social justice and equality. Our organization fully recognizes our team name as among the most visible ways in which we connect with the community. We have had ongoing discussions organizationally on these issues. The recent social unrest in our community and our country has only underscored the need for us to keep improving as an organization on issues of social justice. With that in mind, we are committed to engaging our community and appropriate stakeholders appropriate stakeholders to determine the best path forward with regard to our team name. While the focus of the baseball world shifts to the excitement of an unprecedented 2020 season, we recognize our unique place in the community and are committed to listening, learning, and acting in the manner that can best unite and inspire our city and all those who support our team. Um, yeah, so like, I definitely could see their point um, with changing the name. And, you know, my, my, opinion, my opinion was, I guess still is, sort of the fact that you know, growing up in school, um, you know, I'm 19. Brian, I believe, is 19. 20-ish. 20, there you go. A little bit a little bit older than me, a couple months. But, um, you know, growing up in school, you know, when I grew up in school, I learned that pretty much Native American and Indian were interchangeable. That Native American was, like, the proper term, but if you called them an Indian, it wasn't. It was pretty much interchangeable. You understood what they meant, even though it wasn't maybe the correct term. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, I guess, Indian, the term Indian, I don't want to say it's still overly offensive people. People don't really get offended by it, you know, they know what you mean, but it's not the proper term. Um, so again, I, I come back to the point where it's, you know, where do you draw the line between what's offensive versus what's not, um, and who draws that line, you know, is, is the Indian offensive? I really don't know. Uh, I, I don't think, I don't really, I think there's, I think the term, I think, I think there's more argument for the term redskin than there is Indian. Definitely. I think Indian um, was, uh, you know, when you look at, when you look at the, the, the history of the term Indian, it was a mistake, you know, Christopher Columbus, who's now, I guess, more of a controversial tep, uh, figure. But when he arrived to America, you know, this, I, this is the history that I know. Is it true? I don't know. But this is history I know, so I'm going with it. Um, you know, when he got to America, he thought he was in India, so he called the, the people who were at that in the land Indians. So it was more of an honest mistake than, than a, a form of racism or derogatory slur that he was trying to produce. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the history is, is not really the same. 
um, in terms of, now I could be wrong, but I don't think the history of the same, the history of the term Indian is the same as Native American. With that being said, I also thought, me and Brian talking yesterday, I thought he brought up a really good point. Um, even if you, even if Indian, or even if they change their name to the Cleveland Native Americans, it's it's still kind of awkward per se because mm-hmm. you know it's, to calling yourself the Cleveland Native Americans. Think about it if they changed it to an equivalency of the Cleveland uh, African Americans or the Cleveland Caucasian people <laughs> or white people. It just it it seems awkward. It doesn't seem right. You know, it may not be technically offensive, but it just it seems kind of awkward. It seems like not a good team name. So I understand Brian's point there. Um, you know, so I, I could see why they wanted to change it for that. But in terms of being offensive, I don't think the, the, the Cleveland Indians in particular, you know, I think the Washington Redskins are a little more controversial, as I said. I don't think the Cleveland Indians should should feel bad or, or apologize for their team name. If they want to change it to something, I guess, that makes more sense in 2020. You know, again, I'm not I'm not de- uh, totally against these teams changing their names. I just want to make sure they're changing them for the right reason. And they're not changing them because of uh, societal pressure that really isn't there. Like, there isn't crowds of people, you know, screaming for the change of, of Cleveland Indian. You know, I don't think there's these tons and tons of people being offensive, uh, being offended. But I do think it is important that they, they judge you know, where they are at in 2020. Is that the best team name they want to have? Um, so I just want to make sure they're doing it for the right reasons. And if they do change their name, you know, it's a decent name change. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's just kind of how I feel about it. I'll hand it over to Brian. Yeah, so Nick put that into much better words than I would have. Basically how... I view it in two ways. First way, Nick already laid out, but the second way is that their uh, logo, which they got rid of in 2018, which was Chief Wahoo, uh, they got rid of it because it was pretty insensitive. I keep saying the word insensitive, but that's just the best way to put it. And I think similar to the Redskins, the fact that Chief Wahoo was their logo, it comes from maybe racist is a wrong word, but like somewhat teasing or making fun of the Indi- the Indian tribes, I mean the Native American tribes, and um, I feel like, once again, there are better names that they could come up with besides the Cleveland Indians, and where we are in the world, it just why even have it? Why even have that as your name? Just change it and get rid of that uh, past that the organization might have. And again, I just like framing it how Brian had before, you know, I think we, we as Americans kind of picture Native Americans as not maybe a race, but more like a group of people that we, I don't like, I, I don't, I see like America is seeing Native Americans as like, they're not really white or black. They're like this random group of people and they're kind of almost like characters to us. Mm. I, I, you know, I, it's hard for me to put it into words and I don't mean to offend anybody. It's just like you know, the, as Brian said, they had they had the the chief Wahoo, I believe his name is right. Yeah, was the I term. think it's chief. I'll look um, it up, but I'm pretty sure they, they had Chief Wahoo as the uh, picture of him. Just imagine if they had that as a black person, as yeah, a or a uh, white person. You know, I feel like I, you know, I'd say I'd say more along the lines of a black person because that's that's more what would be probably the equivalency of it. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that people would find that offensive. People would find that, that racist to, to put them into character form like that um so i can i definitely see where the argument is made for in terms of the, that logo um and also and, you know, it's, it's one more thing i wanted to add um that logo even though they got rid of it on their jerseys and stuff it's definitely being sold in team stores around the area and i think it there might even be merchandise inside the stadium that still has that as like their logo which definitely just adds to the controversy around them 
Mm-hmm. And and honestly, um, let's keep it let's keep it real here. These these giant corporations like the Cleveland Indians or or the Washington Redskins, at the end of the day, do they really really care about these these uh, social justice issues? In my opinion, not really. You know, it was we, every time social justice issues pick up, the companies will will you know say to support them, and then they'll go quiet on them once they fade out of the news. And I think it's similar to the these to these companies you know i can't say for sure but i'd imagine like cleveland indians and the washington redskins they're only changing their name because they're they're scared about their investors pulling the pulling the plug on them and pulling the money from them um so i I, you know it's definitely a tough situation yeah i definitely agree Um, i I think i don't don't know what else to say yeah just to go off that point i definitely think that a lot of these organizations are just we've talked about like the bad side of sports but it's a business uh point of view when they want the money and the best way to get that money is to in this time be as insensitive as possible which i think even though it might come out as it might be done for the wrong ways it's still being done which is in my point of view is a good thing yeah 100 percent. i think you know people you know it's kind of like the argument that when these multi-millionaire billionaires, whatever they might be, donate X amount of money, so they donate a million dollars, and then yeah. I see people complaining that they only donated X amount of their their wealth. Well, you know, they didn't have to donate at all. Yeah. Now, at the end of the day, I think th- these these companies like Cleveland Indians or the Washington Redskins, they could not do the name change and completely ignore their investors because I think one investor pulls a plug, the next one's going to fill in because at the end of the day, um, you know. They're they're such a big organization. They're such big in terms of like Cleveland or Washington that uh, people are going to want to invest. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a pretty decent profit right there for them if they do want to invest in it. It's a good amount of money into those into those companies because sports teams are pro- have been profitable. That's why they exist. At the end of the day, as Brian said, it's a business. Um, so I think it's important to know that you know whether they're doing it for the right or wrong reasons. The fact that they're doing it matters. Um, it's it's important to to uh, you know take note of that. Um, with that being said, I don't think there is much else to say about those two topics individually. Um, let us know what your guys' opinions are. Again, I know, I know, you know Brian's definitely more on the change, change it if it if it if it's wrong type of side. But I'm more about like, eh, you know, let's look at this a little bit more in depth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with that being said, I hope you guys can respect my opinion as well as Brian. Share your opinions um, uh, about it for sure. I hope I didn't offend anybody. I'm just trying to be as inclusive as possible um, while still like holding some of my values true um, but you know definitely a tough topic um, you know it's like where are we at in America Yeah. today are we you know it's a lot going on and honestly it's hard to wrap your mind around I think one thing that can be said which I think the media I think fails to say a lot of the times is that issues like this are really complex um, you know who's offended versus not who versus who's not offended the money that goes into everything as brian said they're still selling the t-shirts with, with uh, the chief wahoo um logo on them because obviously they don't want to lose the money by throwing those out yeah. but at the same time they could probably donate them to some uh third world countries i know i believe when you have like the world series or whatever it might be the the super bowl yeah. whatever they have like like championship stuff ready mm-hmm. for for the other team apparently from what i've heard they donate that to third world countries that don't have proper yeah. materials to have clothes and stuff so that's something that they could do um, but at the same time, it's kind of offensive. So, do you want to spread that to those countries? You know, it, it's it's a, it's a lot. Of, my whole opinion is it's a really complex issue. It's not really black and white. And you know, 
we'll have to see where it goes. You know, I'm not totally opposed to it. I don't think Brian is either. Um, obviously, Brian's not opposed to it. Um, seeing a uh, name change. So it should be interesting. Um, I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, so pretty little bit of controversial start to our podcast today, but hopefully it's going to get a little more mundane going forward. Uh, so uh, in other news, we have I'm going to st- I'm going to go to the most exciting news last, in my opinion. Um, uh, so next piece of news, we have the preseason was short into two games, one home game, one away game for the NFL preseason. Um, as I said last week, with the cancellation of the the Hall of Fame game, I figured something like that was going to happen. Uh, personally, I think that's where the NFL is going to cap it off. I think that, again, with those with those players that are on the cusp of making teams versus not making teams, these preseason games are so important to them. And I th- think they're important for teams to judge what kind of talent that they're going to have on the roster going forward. Um, so I think the preseason games need to happen. But I think having the least amount of is probably the best. Um, obviously, it puts a lot less on film and a lot less to judge off of uh, for those players. But obviously, player safety has to come first. Um, could the NFL possibly cancel? The preseason games altogether, yes. At the end of the day, they are, you know, quote unquote, unnecessary uh, for the franchise. So they may cancel them in order to, you know, for COVID safety reasons. Um, that's really go. I think they're going to stop here uh, just to give those players and franchises a chance to judge what kind of talent they're going to have on the roster uh, going forward. Um, with that being said, uh, the next piece of news was the Pats were officially fined for filming the Bengals sideline. Um, I believe it was this past year. Uh, story goes, apparently, one of the staff. After the New England Patriots filming the Bengals sideline, apparently he wasn't trying to do anything malicious. From his point, he was apparently a new worker, and he had done it by accident. That was lame. Will we ever know if that's true or not? No. But uh, NFL obviously doesn't care. The NFL loves to find the Patriots or teams. I guess that's their go-to because you never the Pats were fine for the flake gate. When in reality, um, the flake gate. It was never true, even though the Pats were fine for it and blamed for it. Uh, it was actually disproved, which pretty faint. This YouTube video at this point by an MIT professor um, using simple simple chemistry. Um, the, that why the the pressure inside the balls dropped. So you know what, who's to say whether it was true or not. Either way, the Pats being fine, they're getting a uh, third round twenty twenty uh, third round pick twenty twenty one third round pick is being removed from them um, in, in exchange for the pump. Punishment uh, for doing so. Uh, take it as you will. I personally don't. I think the staffer honest, made an honest mistake. Why would he film the sideline? How does it help him that much? Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't make a ton of sense to me. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, the Patriots, the Patriots. You can take everything away from them, but as long as they have Bill Belichick, they're still they're still a threat uh, in in the NFL to win a championship. Um, and going off of that, even bigger news: we have Cameron Newton has signed with the team and it of course is the New England Patriots if you have been living on a rock he is signed with the New England Patriots for a max contract of seven and a half million uh, the guaranteed money in that contract is about 500,000 which is incredibly low for somebody like him um, you know it should be noted it's a one year deal um, you know Cam Newton as a player has a really spectacular one he's healthy but at the same time he's been really unhealthy for a lot of his career too he's been really inconsistent um, he's really physical player he'll he'll take hits um, he'll set blocks and it's caused him to get some in injuries over his career uh, and you know it's caused him again to be inconsistent you know we've seen him in the Super Bowl we've seen him win an MVP in 2015 uh, the question is will he return to that same sort of form on the Patriots I believe it's a definite possibility when you have Bill Belichick you still have Julian Edelman you have his you know I, Bill Belichick could take uh, you know like he, he can go to his local grocery store and pick up everybody there like all the cashiers and, and he can create a football team out of that because he's just that brilliant um, so I think you know Cam Newton could definitely see a really good year in, in 2020 uh, 2021, depending if they go to the playoffs, I think they will with Cam Newton 
Um, but that being said, this is a really proving year for Ken Newton. He took a huge paycheck to be on a winning team. Um, he really wants to prove that, you know, even though he's 31 years old and, and he's had some injuries that he could still play. Um, you know, it's really good for the Patriots because that leaves them a lot of room to potentially sign more players. Could the Patriots, you know, let's put this in perspective. You know, this is one thing I was thinking about. The Patriots signed their uh, starting quarterback for less than a million dollars, which is incredible in the NFL. That leaves them a ton of calf room elsewhere uh, um, if they do want to move around the roster. Obviously, they were pretty limited after they signed the McCordys uh, um, to contracts. But, you know, they could release some players, could move around some money and possibly pick up Javion Clowney with the money that they saved. Um, from signing Cam Newton, um, and maybe Javion Clowney would even take a pay cut at that point because it's the Patriots. Uh, so definitely interesting stuff going on there. Um, but you know, I think Cam Newton will will return to somewhat of a good level of play. This is kind of a proving year for him. He's going to take the pay cut, play really well with the Patriots, and hopefully get himself a nice deal going to another team um, or the Patriots. They do want to resign him. You know, the money that he probably deserves. Um, if not more, if he has a really good year with the Patriots. So, you know, it's kind of a strategic move for, for Cam Newton here. Um, you know, if he gets that, that nice contract to he's like 35, you know, that's guaranteed money for him until he's like 35 versus if he took uh, a decent sized pot contract now and only played till 32, 33. And that was what the contract he signed for. He, he might make less money over time as well as maybe not prove his legacy as much. So, you know, it's kind of a strategic move by Cam Newton and the Patriots. Uh, should be really interesting to see Cam Newton in a different uniform, especially the Patriots. Um, we'll see how Josh McDaniels shapes that offense around Cam Newton as a quarterback. Obviously, he's a little bit more mobile than Tom Brady. So, again, really should be really interesting. I'm excited to watch Cam Newton this season coming up. Um, that being said, if Brian doesn't have any comment, I believe we're going to move to the NBA. So, Brian, go ahead. All right. So, um, for basketball, there's not there wasn't too much going on. There's just more players uh, opting out. Probably the biggest thus far is Victor Oladipo, who obviously is on the Pacers. The Pacers, I believe, hold the fifth seed in uh, the Eastern Conference. They've already clinched playoffs, so they don't have to worry about that. But going further further on, I don't see them playing very well in the actual playoffs. And I, did, I talked about this, actually, you'll see it when I post the news desk, but I think, I wonder what the pressure is on these players, these players, stars to decide you know what I'm I'm not going to play for my team this season when specifically for the NBA because Victor Oladipo put the Pacers on his back and got them into the playoffs and now he's deciding to not play which I'm totally fine with but I could see other people taking the point of view saying wow that's really selfish especially other players on that team that's really selfish of uh, Oladipo to leave his team behind and basically just say you know what I give up on this season and I don't really care about the outcome. Obviously, he's doing it for the safety of him and his family, but I could definitely see his teammates taking it the wrong way, and probably the fans too. And I really hadn't thought about that, but there's probably a lot of pressure on these stars to say that they don't want to play, which um, I'm going to talk about it later, but Mike Trout in baseball has been outspoken about that he doesn't feel comfortable playing, but he still is going to play, and I wonder if there's some part of him that feels a lot of pressure to go out and play because he is the star of the Angels and doesn't want to be put in bad light by his other teammates and the fans for that team. So I think that's something to think about going further and thinking about who's actually opting out and who's deciding to play. Um, just going along with that, the Pacers currently... Oh, wait, I already said that. They said the fifth seed... I don't think they're going to go far in the playoffs, and that's why I think that there's probably was a lot of pressure on Victor to decide to not play the season. 
that's really it for Pacer stuff. I know Nick has something he wants to say about the Rockets, so. Uh, sure. So I was just having this thought about the Rockets the other day. Um, obviously, with the Rockets, I wouldn't say obviously. Kind of lesser news. Uh, Tavo Stefalosha, who's a deep bench player for the Rockets, nothing spectacular, decided to opt out due to mm-hmm. the coronavirus. Um, some of a loss to the Rockets. But just looking more and more at the Rockets, they're such in a position to, to fail. It's kind of scary as a Rockets fan. The way the Rockets are set up, we have we have minimal draft capital. We have all of our money into James Harden and Westbrook. And if this doesn't work out, uh, you know, it's the, the team's bound to explode and, and go into a rebuild for quite some years. It's going to be a long time for the Rockets are good again. So it's like the Rockets, the Rockets, I would say roster is pretty kind of poorly built. Um, you know, they keep trading away first round picks to move around roster pieces to get James Harden in a position to win a championship, but it just never works out. So I don't, as long as Rockets fan, it's kind of scary. Um, and I feel like, you know, as bad as the, you know, we live in New York and Brian's a Knicks fan. So, uh, as bad as people want to say the, the Knicks are right now, in the reality, the Knicks are not that bad. They don't have that much money on the books. They have draft capital. You know, they have room to improve, whereas the Rockets are either make it or break it. If you don't do it, you're screwed. And it doesn't seem like they've had the talent to really win a championship at this point uh, in, in throughout, you know, the past couple of years of the Rockets. So it's kind of scary as a Rockets fan. That's just a little thing I wanted to say. Um, if, even if your team's not winning right now, I'd say, like, look at look how much money they have in in players. Look how much draft capital they have, and you know that that's a good sign towards the future. Mm-hmm. Where the Rockets, they really don't have future. It's either win now or you you're done. Um, and they've been a fifth, sixth seed at, at best this season. Hopefully, I could, I want to see them slip in with the last eight games, maybe to the third seed, uh, fourth seed. But we'll see how that how it works out. Um, just kind of scary as a Rockets fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the problem with the Knicks is that they can never. Well, they. Either they don't draft well or they draft well and then they just trade the talent away. But because they don't feel like waiting. I'm going to go into baseball now. So baseball, summer camp starting, that's what they're calling it, which I think is kind of silly but also kind of fun. I don't know. I don't really have that big of an opinion on it. But they did the first round of COVID-19 tests and 31 players came back that they tested positive. And that's 1.2% of the 3,185 samples that so 3,185 people that are going to be at summer camp. Um, and that's actually, it might seem like a lot. And for me, when I was first seeing all these names that were coming out, well, actually, they didn't release the names with all these numbers coming out of players testing positive. I thought it was a lot, but comparatively to the NBA and MLS, which are the two other uh, sports that have really started their testing, um, it's actually surprisingly a lot less. I think the NBA had the highs, and it was like 5.8% or, or something like that. Um, obviously, never good that anyone tests positive for the coronavirus, but it's actually a smaller percentage than the other leagues. Some of the, So the MLB's policy is that they're not going to release the names of the players that tested positive, but I think that the players obviously have the right to say if they tested positive. So some names have come out. DJ LeMahieu tested positive, so obviously a Yankees player. And Freddie Freeman tested positive, a Braves player. Um, those are the bigger names. I don't know about the other names. I'm just focusing on the bigger names because obviously they're going to have the most impact on their team. I still think that uh, Freddie Freeman and DJ LeMay, who will still be able to have an impact on their team, just less because obviously they're dealing with the coronavirus. Um, so, I mean, either way you look at it, these players ha- are going to have less of an impact on their team, and that's one of these the concerns that goes along with uh, having the season shortened as it is. 
so Mike Trout, like I had mentioned before, he's been outspoken about his concerns about baseball restarting. He's still playing, which I had commented about. I wonder what the pressure is on him to play. Um, he just doesn't feel comfortable playing during a pandemic. I think he also is a little concerned with the MLB safety, MLB safety protocol. Um, I just think in general, these sports leagues are probably taking the safest route possible because they want to be able to play and have the stars on the field. And I don't think they're any, they're taking any short, uh, uh, what's it called? Shortcomings or taking any shortcuts to, uh, play the season. I just think Mike Trout's more concerned about playing during a pandemic. And that totally makes sense. Um, he's still playing, but having your biggest star speak out against the league actually playing is kind of, um, testy waters and not the greatest for baseball in general. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about the players that are opting out, there's more players that are opting out that have opted out this week. The bigger names are David Price and Ryan Zimmerman. Um, David Price is kind of notable because he was part of the package with Mookie Betts that were sent, was sent to the Dodgers. And at this point, neither side of that deal got anything good out of this because if the Dodgers can't sign Mookie Betts for a season for the seasons after this, they got Mookie Betts for 60 games compared to 182 games, which they had originally made the trade for. David Price isn't playing the season, so they get one last year of David Price. I'm not sure what his contract is, but I mean, the Red Sox also didn't get that much from the Dodgers for this trade. So this trade's turning out to not be great for either side, but um, specifically the Dodgers who got all the star power, they're getting a much less star power. Um, And then I think that's it that I want to say. Oh, yeah. Um, so Masa, I saw yesterday, which I'm sure Nick has comments on, but Masahiro Tanaka got hit in the head by a line drive by Stanton. So even if he's not on the, uh, what's it called now? Not disabled list, um, injured list. Even if he's not on the injured list, he's still putting a lot of people at harm. So I think they were doing batting practice or something, but Tanaka was, um, throwing to Stanton and he hit him off the head. I think Tanaka, I'm sure Nick knows is fine. Yeah, he seems yeah. to be fine. Um, he apparently he he walked off under his own power, but um, apparently I think they maybe ruled out a concussion. And I think the concussion is going to be the worst, uh, as worse as it gets. Which you know, concussions are never good, but if that's worse as bad as it gets. You know, it's a good sign after getting nailed with a line drive when with a baseball like that. Um, glad he's okay. Um, I think it honestly comes down to the question: Should the Yankees play him, depending on the season? Hmm depending on or you know depending how bad it is the severity of it is it worth putting Tanaka you know let's say Tanaka has some serious injury because of this um you know do they do they play him the rest of the season do they sit him because it's only a 60 game season is it worth putting him at risk for such a short season um you know I think you know I'm I'm hoping Tanaka comes back and he's healthy obviously because I want the Yankees to win but I think this applies to teams across the league. Um, if, if you're if you're one of your better players suffers an injury um, this season with baseball, uh, you know it's going to be pretty devastating for that team. Yeah. Um, you know, with only sixty games, if he uh, tears something or something like that, or you know, you know, if he suffers some sort of injury, uh, that could potentially put him out for this whole season. Whereas if you had a hundred eighty-two game season, it might have only taken him out for a fourth of the season or whatever it might be. Um, so, you know, any injuries this season, they're going to have some pretty big impacts on whoever, wherever that team lands um, in terms of come playoff time. Mm-hmm. That's all for baseball.
there's some college stuff to talk about, which hasn't been for a while. So, but yeah, so a little bit of college news this week. Um, so the first piece of college news we had was uh, for football. I'll start with uh, we had Caleb Williams, who um, you know obviously not well known. He's still in high school, obviously. Um, he, he is the number one quarterback for the 2021 draft class, um, and he's announced that he's going to commit to the University of Oklahoma. Uh, pretty interesting news. Oklahoma, I wouldn't say Clemson are kind of quarterback you at this point. Um, between Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Deshaun Watson, and Trevor Lawrence probably coming out um, of the, this next year's draft. You know, there's been so many good quarterbacks out of those uh, couple uh, of schools over the past couple of years. It's really become quarterback you, so uh, um, he's number four in his class. Should sure, be interesting to see get when he once he gets on the field to see how he does. Um, see if he continues the greatness for a quarter at the quarterback position for Oklahoma. Um, on the other news, which I think is more of a bigger piece of news here in terms of basketball, um, I might, but I'm kind of confused on how to pronounce his name. But it's Maker Maker or Maker 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 M A K U R and then his his last name is M A K K E R. He's a five star center coming out of. Uh, over, I, I, where is he coming out of? I forget. Um, either way, he, he's one of the, the best centers coming out of the 2020 uh, recruiting class for colleges. And rather than go to Kentucky, UCLA, or Memphis, uh, he's decided to commit to Howard University, which is an HB, uh, HBCU, uh, which is, stands for Historically Black College and or University. Um, it's an interesting move. It, it, it's kind of, uh, I believe, it, which he, he did say, it's kind of uh, a move in order to uh, you know, stand in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement to show support for a black college. Um, I think it's kind of interesting. Um, I guess it's sort of controversial, you know, does he, I don't think, me personally, I don't think he has to go to a black college to, you know, prove the, or, or to perpetuate the fact that, you know, black people are deserve equality and to, to support the Black Lives Matter movement. I feel, like he, I feel like he can go to any school and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, obviously it's his decision. Um, you know, you know, HBCUs have never really been great at sports, so it's going to make Howard really good in terms of basketball. You know, he's going to bring a lot of talent to that team in a conference where they're probably not that good. Um, I forget what conference they're in, but uh, obviously, uh, he's a great addition to Howard. I'm sure Howard loves having him uh, as a recruit. Uh, it's kind of incredible for them. Um, at the same time, you know, I just think you know he, he could kind of do that anywhere. Um, but it's definitely really interesting to see. You know, are more black athletes going to uh, go to HBCUs in order to support the Black Lives Matter movement? Yeah, it should be pretty interesting. Ultimately, I forget who said this. I can't remember what athlete it was, um, so don't quote me here. But I, it was it was definitely like a top athlete. It was like a John Moran, LeBron James. It was like a Jamal Adams, somebody like that. Um, you know, some, one of the top athletes. I, 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 I can't remember who said it, but ultimately, when you're talented as maker. Maker, Maker, I believe, I guess that's how you pronounce his name. Um, when you're as talented as him, um, uh, uh, you know, no matter where you go, you're probably going to make it to the NBA. Your talent will speak for itself. Um, doesn't matter what college you go to. If you want to stand for something by going to, into an HBCU, it's not going to affect your path um, in terms of getting to the NBA. It can only, uh, I guess, give you an ulti- uh, you know, something that you're standing for. So, you know, I'm totally, not, you know, obviously not against it. But I just think it's an interesting move. Um, will we see more athletes go to uh, HBCUs? You know, we've seen athletes kind of opt out of college altogether now in terms of basketball um, with the G League affiliate sort of thing going on with the NBA. Players can go right into the G League and then go into the NBA right after. Uh, so a lot of players are going that route. Um, I believe, I believe we saw, I, I want to say it was RJ Hampton 
had had not gone to college at all and had had somebody last year I got like a Nike internship instead of playing basketball. And there's there's oh, a lot yeah. of options that athletes come have um, in today's world. Um, and it should be interesting to see, you know, where where is is college basketball and college sports falling apart as we see it. We, we see more and more athletes, you know, avoid the college route, especially in basketball, and go elsewhere. So it should be interesting to see where they go. Uh, but uh, McCurr Maker commits to Howard, so uh, you know, pretty big recruit there going to an HBCU instead of one of the larger schools that are no more for basketball. So uh, pretty interesting move there. Yeah. Um, I think about wraps up our podcast for the week. Uh, Brian, do you have any comments on any of that? No. Brian's good, so I think that about wraps up the podcast for the week. Um, let us know what you thought. Um, obviously, uh, you know, pretty decent week for me. I uh, hopped into a class for college called Contemporary Theology. We talk about our beliefs in God and such. Interesting class, not too much work. Um, kind of interesting, honestly. Uh, he, well, my professor had proposed this question last week. I thought it was really interesting. He was like, um, you know, it's in terms of Christianity, right? Um, but I believe, honestly, like, Jewish people, the way they see God is he's more loving, where I feel like Christianity sees more of God as like a punishing type of person. And he posed a question, um, do you think that Adolf Hitler went to heaven? And, you know, I thought it was an interesting question. You know, first of everyone's reaction should be no, right? He was a horrible human being. He killed millions and millions of people, millions of Jews. Um, awful person. He's single-handedly probably one of the worst people in history. But at the same time, if, if God, right, if in this totally off topic sports, but you know, I just think it's a really interesting argument. If God is this, is all loving being, and he, in I guess he or she, right? We really don't know. If God is this all loving being, are they able to forgive somebody like Adolf Hitler? And you know, honestly, I'd like to believe so. If you're going to stand by that principle that you're able to forgive everybody, you're able to forgive somebody like Adolf Hitler, despite the terrible, awful things he's done. Um, and it's just a really interesting argument to me, Daphs. You know, we talk about arguments like that, um, so it's a pretty interesting class. Um, hopefully we'll be joining Ian. I, I'm going to try and join the, the our EMT in our town soon. Hmm. So it should be interesting to see what happens there. Um, I have an interview tomorrow. It should be interesting. Um, other than that, I don't know if I want to say that on air, but whatever. I'm going to do tomorrow for it. Um, not that anybody's listening to this. Who cares? Um, <laughs> that has any affiliations with that. Let's, let's listen to this. Um, other than that, uh, it should be interesting to see as week goes. Um, you know, we have a pretty interesting couple weeks ahead of us. Um, we'll have to see what happens in terms of the Black Lives Matter movement and the, the name changing and things like Maker McCurr make, making his commitments to Howard, as well as we're going to start having our season back. I'm um, going to have baseball soon, football soon, um, basketball is right around the corner. Oh, we're going to have basketball too, right? Yeah, so we're going to have all these sports at once. should be really interesting. Uh, it's going to get picked up really fast so uh, other than that if you guys have any comments questions concerns please leave them at my email at nicholascorba10 at yahoo.com um, you know other than that I uh, hope you guys have a good week um, you know it's crazy times we're living in right now a lot of, a lot of change happening um, hope you guys are making it through it other than that I'm going to hand it off to Brian thank you guys for listening alright uh, so not much happened this week my job starts tomorrow so should be exciting to actually do something besides sitting in a house. Um, it's really it. We are back posting on our YouTube, so you can check us out there. Um, there's videos up on our Instagram at the .sport.universe. We also have a TikTok, the Sport Universe. Um, 
If you have any interest writing, editing videos, any way you think could help, contact the Sport Universe 2019 at gmail.com. Other than that, thanks for listening.